0: True courage is about knowing not when to take an opponent's life, but knowing do you pay the one? The arch enemy believes it is only great power that can hold evil in check, but that is not what I have found. I have found it is the small things. Everyday turns of ordinary players that keep the stacks at bay. Simple acts of kindness and love. Why group hug? Perhaps it's because I'm minuscrued, and he gives me cards. Remember, you shall not pass the turn without checking for triggers like monarch. Now, fly you fools to the Social Contract Podcast. Social Contract, a Commander Podcast. I'm Mike Allman and joining me as always is my co-host, Alex Lap. Alex! What's up, man?
1: Hey Mike, not too much. Happy to be here. And boy howdy do we have a set to talk about today.
0: Yeah. Uh we were we were discussing it a little bit before we started. Yeah. The record button here. And it's like, all right, we've got one, well, two, probably three. Man, we might have four episodes on this set, and I'm I mean this in the best way. I'm dreading it a little bit. Really? Because yeah, so you know how I have this weird thing? Uh we're we're set we're seventy episodes in? Kind of this, this will one, be number like seventy, that? yeah. Okay, great. So we're seventy episodes in, and I've got this weird uh speech impediment where I have I, I have a hard time reading a word and then saying it out loud and it actually being the word
1: that oh, I Oh, so when it says something
0: like Nazgul, you're gonna be like, What the hell? Well, see, here's the problem. Most of the time, I at least have like a little bit of. Well, at least no one said these words out loud. <laughs> at least no one knows how they're movies, actually pronounced in several movies. Oh my god, everyone knows I'm exactly so, how they're pronounced. I'm so scared. Yeah. Alex.
1: Well, tell you what. Uh, if anybody yeah. hears any Lord of the Rings terminology in this episode and we pronounced it wrong, uh, just leave comments and tweet at us and join our Discord and complain at us and. Uh, Honestly, I wouldn't even be upset. I would be happy.
0: I, I, I'm not as enthusiastically <laughs> agreeing with you, but uh, you know what? I respect the play. I respect right. how much do you, how much do you know about Lord of the Rings? Goodness, Mike. So,
1: I never, I never have read the uh, novel series, but I've seen the okay. I've seen the films. Okay, and I saw the Hobbit films. I think that the, I think that I'm not in. I'm in good company saying that the the three uh, main series films are are a very good watch. I, I think that yeah, if yeah, you yeah. had me watch them again, even though it'd be like nine hours, I wouldn't complain. I feel like that would be a a, a decent rewatch. But okay. I've never I've never read the novels. The the first exposure I had to them, which I think is very appropriate to mention, uh, my uncle when I was growing up had a uh, map of Middle Earth that he had hand drawn because he was such a oh, wow. super fan of Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And, you know, I never really engaged with it as a child, although I was into, into some fantasy books. But I think that's just kind of speaking to how much these books and films mean to people, right? Right. Like, who's making a fantasy map about a book they don't care about? Nobody.
0: Yeah. No, it's... it's This, this is a
1: really important series to a lot of people.
0: Yeah. And uh, that's why I... We're, we're going to treat it with as much respect as we possibly can. And just
1: mangle um, every
0: pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. So apologize for that ahead of time. Uh, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, I, I watched the movies. I enjoyed them. Yeah. I, I have not read the books. I have not done the deep dives. Uh, my my partner, Amanda, very into Lord of the Rings. Nice. Um, has a smog tattoo. Has, wow. We, we just hung... Uh, sting and galandring i don't i think that's the name of gandalf swords i don't know but we we hung frodo's and gandalf sword uh in uh and in, in our game room area it's like a
1: replica of their swords or yeah no poster? no no
0: they're actual swords like we we went back to middle earth and you know said hey no i
1: mean you there are people who would commission a, a replica of real sword
0: yeah yeah no these were these were like came in styrofoam gotcha containers so and, like props yeah, yeah. or yeah 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 yeah, okay. yeah. that's that's um, really cool does
1: it like I, I remember in in the film Frodo's mm-hmm. sword glowed blue does it have an
0: led in it i don't know i haven't seen any orcs come by so i don't know if it turns on or not okay that's fair that's fair yeah yeah uh but yeah, so today we're not talking specifically about Frodo or Gandalf or any of the specific main characters in the story because we're going to go into the 99 first. That's right. We have an episode where there is this set has enough stuff for us, for the social contract, where so it's like, no, we're going to do a 99 episode and we're going to do a Legends episode. And there's a political preconduct. Yeah. So we're probably going to talk about that. Now, this set is
1: in too. rare form. We're definitely going to have multiple episodes about it if I can help it.
0: Yeah. And, well, uh, I mean, we're, we we can't not have two episodes
1: now. That right. We're gonna we have do to one Exactly. one Yeah. And even at the very minute. Even just, we're going to have two separate episodes about 25 cards each. And that was yeah. cut down from an even larger set of, you know, political cards that, honestly, we're in a spot where. There are so many political cards in this set that we can afford to only talk about the coolest and most interesting political cards, which is just I great, do, Mike. Yeah.
0: I do feel like at some point we're going to have, like, our potpourri episode of, like, here are the cards that we missed on the first glance, and, like, 90% of it might just be this set. Yeah, maybe. So, a <laughs> return to Middle-earth uh, later on. Well, Mike, um, let's, for open, the ti- yeah.
1: let's open with a, a mini Judge Corner, right? As we often do okay. on these set reviews, we have a new mechanic it's yeah, called being tempted by the ring. Now I'm cool, going to spare I, you a terrible Gollum Smeagol impression. We're not. I'm not doing it,
0: Mike. I could do it. Oh, you want to go for the? I wouldn't advise it. All right, I need some water. Oh, so you go ahead, I, okay. you go ahead and do the thing, and then I'm right. going to drink some water. And when okay. you're done explaining it, I'll. I I'll feel do like being
1: dehydrated would probably contribute to the to the raspiness you're probably looking for. But it's
0: so know. weird. I, I think, think I think you need a decent amount of saliva, but to also be dehydrated. Okay. I'm not exactly sure. go ahead. Don't end up like that
1: game that just came out that people don't like. Lord of the Rings. No promises. Gone. It's going to okay. be terrible either okay. way. Great. So let's talk about being tempted by the ring. That's showing up on a lot of cards of the set. Uh, it's going to be on several of the cards we're talking about. Even though it's not a political mechanic, uh, it is still definitely worth going over here. So there is a reminder card that was printed. We'll go ahead and go over that here and uh, talk about each individual aspect of it and and hopefully keep it to a, a nice short duration because, again, we have a lot of great tar- cards to talk about today. So the ring tempts you is a effect in the game And here we have, uh, as the ring tempts you, you'll get an emblem named the ring if you don't have one. Uh, And then your emblem gains the next ability, and you'll choose a creature you control to remain your ring bearer. So if you look at the card, the ring, it's kind of a token reminder card. It's not a real card on the battlefield. It has four abilities on it, sort of stacked vertically. So when it says you're going to gain the next ability, kind of maybe remember that by maybe having a die or a counter on there and move it down as you're repeatedly tempted if you get tempted more than once so the first ability it says is your ring bearer is legendary and can't be blocked by creatures of greater power okay so the ring bearer you're choosing a creature that you control each time you're tempted by the ring you can choose the same creature every time you can choose a different creature or if you don't control a creature then you just won't select one but if you do have a creature you'll have to pick it okay uh, the second ability says whenever your ring bearer attacks, draw a card, then discard a card. And remember, each time that we gain a new ability by being tempted by the ring again, we're getting the subsequent ability, but we're also keeping the previous one. So when we look at this number two, attack, draw, and discard, it's still legendary and it still can't be blocked by creatures with greater power. And then the third one says whenever your ring bearer becomes blocked by a creature, that creature's controller sacrifices it at end of combat, kind of like Death Touch, except even a little stronger. And then finally, whenever your ring bearer deals combat damage to a player, each opponent loses three life. So when you stack all that up, that's starting to look a little bit powerful and it is an emblem so those effects, as they accumulate, are permanent for the rest of the game. They can't be changed. Um, Although if you lose the creature that is your ring bearer, you would have to go ahead and be tempted again to name a new creature your ring bearer. Uh, So we have some additional sort of points on the back of the card. The ring can tempt you even if you don't control a creature. That's true, right? If you don't have a creature to name your ring bearer, that's fine. You just won't select one. You'll pick one next time and you'll keep gaining progress. But if you do have a creature, you will have to select it. Uh, Once it gains an ability, the ring, it has that ability for the rest of the game. Each time the ring tempts you, you must choose a creature if you control one. And again, that can be the same creature over and over or a different one. And each player can only have one emblem named the ring and only one ring bearer at a time. So the ring bearer is a quality that a card is imbued with, like being your commander. Even if it's turned face down and loses its name and types, it's still your ring bearer until you uh, are tempted again and, and choose a new creature.
0: Mike, does that uh, broadly make sense? It does broadly. Uh, if I if I've got tokens, yes, and I make one of the tokens my ring bearer, yes, it be- it becomes legendary. Do the other tokens die?
1: If you control more than one permanent with the same name as another permanent, uh, and they're both legendary, then they will all die. However, what you're describing, only one of the tokens is becoming legendary and the other ones aren't. So if you have one legendary token and a bunch of non-legendary tokens, they all have the same name, you're fine. But maybe you have like what is it, ley line of singularity or something that makes all all permanents legendary, then you'd probably be in trouble, right? But that would have nothing to do with being a ring bearer. Got it. So this okay. won't tend to bite you. Um, it's not It's not really supposed to be bad. And that's kind of been a sticking part, right? I won't linger on this too much, but as I understand, uh, the ring's sort of effects and being tempted by the ring uh, tends in the books and films, as I understand it, to have kind of a a downside. Right, it it makes you kind of monomaniacal, have this lust for power, maybe uh, ignore other important things, and and mm-hmm. I don't know, go try to take over Montu. whatever the ring tries to tempt you to do. It it turns to be not so good for the person who puts it on. It just doesn't tend to work out so well. However, in the game, all of these effects look pretty good to me, Mike.
0: Yeah, the the the, the ring. Seems to be pretty dope. I, it's I not get very flavorful, I, I think, is a complaint with that one. Well, I mean, it is the precious. Like, people do want it. Invisibility right, but, is neat. I mean, people...
1: I'm not going to go into this because I'm not the lore historian, but <laughs> it, it seems to me that, like, maybe on the fourth tempting, it should be like, oh, by the way, you've started having negative effects now. You've been tempted too much. Right.
0: Okay, fair enough. But no, it's um, all positive. No, it, it's, it's a neat effect. Like... It, it, it's cool to have, you know, a, hey, this is something that's not overpowered, it's not crazy, it's here's some effects that go on, it's its its own kind of, like, equipment meets saga kind of thing. Kind of. As an emblem. And I kind of, it's just like, hey, here it is. It exists. If you want to use it, great. If not, don't worry But about we'll it, just keep know?
1: that in mind, that this is kind of a passive, yes. mid-low power stacking buff that can never be taken away from you, as mm-hmm. we talk about some of these cards that maybe have it. So, Mike, let's go ahead and start uh, yeah. with, like we said, the 99. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start with uh,
0: whites. Yeah, so we got champions of Minas Tirith. Uh, this is a it's a pricey one. Five and a white mm. for a 4-6 human soldier. Uh, when champions of Minas Tirith uh, enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. We love the we monarch! We love the monarch. We did it! Uh, also, at the beginning of combat on each opponent's turn... If you're the monarch, that opponent may pay X, where X is the number of cards in their hand. If they don't, they can't attack you this combat. That's pretty good. That's pretty good.
1: There's not too many attack taxes in the game. I think there's maybe three or four. Uh, This is, like Mike said, this is more on the expensive side because it comes with that body and it does give you the monarch. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I think this, in addition to, to introducing the monarch to the game, which... Uh, as we've said, uh, once the monarch is introduced to the game, now that sort of it's minigame is happening there, for the whole game, which is yeah. just great.
0: Yeah, extra little benefit. Right, and the idea of like, hey, here's a four-six that makes the monarch happen and is basically sphere of safety for somebody's hand. Yeah, it is kind but of that's sphere kind of, safety. of cool. Yeah, I, I like that's that's kind of cool on its own. It's it's pricey, but. I also like a card that's got enough tiff, uh, enough toughness that it's going to stick around for a little right. bit. A 4-6 ain't nothing to And what at. I like about this, and
1: this is going to come up with any anything in effect that cares about how many cards an opponent has in hand, is, um, like the way that I play and the way that you play and the way that our listeners probably play is we're going to be stuffing our opponent's cards, hands full of cards. We're going okay. to make them draw all sorts of cards. So if you want to attack me, hmm, are you going to pay the 12? I don't know. I probably doubt it.
0: <laughs> well, that combined with a little bit of like, hey, I'll hit yeah, I'll let you get the monarch on your next turn as long as I get it back rid right, of right like immediately. Like making the little deals of like, hey, we could we could do this thing. I want everybody to draw cards. Yeah, yeah, monarch, very good. Just and sure, uh, just a quick reminder
1: what the monarch is, because that one's <laughs> it's been a while, right? So if yeah. you are the monarch, that means that at the beginning of your end step you'll draw a card. And whenever an opponent deals combat damage to you, uh, that player will become the Monarch. So there's only one Monarch at a time, and the yep. benefit triggers on your end step. You'll draw an additional card.
0: That's all it is. If if the Monarch is hit by a combat damage by another player, yes. that player becomes the Monarch. Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. Talk to me about our next card. Yes, yeah, so we have a spot removal spell here, Lost to Legend. It's white-white. That's okay. two mana for an instant. And it says, put target non-land historic permanent into its owner's library, fourth from the top. Uh, Now, we've seen this kind of thing before in white, but it's been a minute since we've seen Historic, uh, which is just shorthand for an artifact, a legendary, or a saga, Uh, but not a land. So no artifact, land, no legendary land. Right. But decent spot removal. Um, We do like spot removal that is doing things like putting it into the library, right, because that's going to sort of be an exile adjacent effect without actually costing like an exile
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, maybe around the
0: indestructible kind of stuff right too, and i hey, was playing you, a game you just go away for a bit
1: <laughs> i was playing a game recently where we put things uh into people's libraries or people were scrying but then mike i had oath of Leagues out so oh. on their upkeep they were right. searching their library for something and then shuffling so that thing that I tucked in, it's gone, right? They're never right. seeing it again. Right.
0: Yeah, you'd have to have a pretty lucky draw at that exactly. point. Exactly. I'm going to I'm gonna Evolving Wilds. Okay, cool. Before you do that, or before that results. So that's what's nice this about
1: way. this, right, is, is it can hit the indestructible stuff. Right. And it also hits multiple different kinds of permanents. Artifacts, legendaries, and sagas. Can't hit creatures, unfortunately. Right. But it's instant. It's two mana. I think this is solid. Well, it can it, it can hit a legendary creature, yeah. Uh, yeah, a legendary creature or an artifact yeah. creature, but not yeah, just yeah. A, a creature. Yeah, creature.
0: not just a right. Yeah, but it's it's not bad. You know, it's it's one of those the the floor is still pretty decent, and the ceiling. Well, okay, if somebody is tutoring, if somebody's doing something, mm-hmm. okay, well, great, do it after that. Even if they have to tutor for the thing that you just put back in the <laughs> back. Yeah, in that that's deck, a time that's offer hard, there. Too. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's talk about our next one. Reprieve one in a white for an instant. Return target spell to its owner's hand, draw a card. Real Finally. Real simple. You know yeah. how uh
1: you know how just years and years ago in the color pie definition and, and for years since then, they're like, you know, white is secondary in counter magic. And I'm like, really? Because I think there's only like three of those cards in the whole game. You could print yeah. more if you wanted to, and <laughs> here's another one. Now yeah. this is a this is a bounce back, right? It's not a counter spell, but it functions the same way and it cantrips. Right.
0: Yeah, no, to be able to stop a, a spell, put it back in your hand, and the little 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 draw card, the cantrip. Right. I'm gonna replace it with something. This
1: is nice That's... for right, the bigger the fatter the spell that you're hitting, the better. And of
0: right. course,
1: if that spell has additional costs to cast the spell, for example, discarding cards, sacrificing creatures, things like that well, that's all wasted as well as the mana cost.
0: Well, I mean, think about it. Most of the time, if you're trying to counter something, mm-hmm. unless you are unless you are playing a counterspell deck, unless you're like very heavy... Which if you're in white, or, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. White White has its own version of control and tempo, but yes. if you're trying to counter something crazy, it's usually because, oh no, that thing is crazy. Most of the crazy things are kind of expensive right. or people have to plan an entire turn around doing that thing so they can win the game or well okay i'm gonna put it back in your hand can you cast it twice because if not now everybody knows yeah everyone knows
1: they probably have to wait till another turn
0: yep Yep. no reprieve is pretty solid what's what's our last
1: card in white okay so we have another white card here and this is a board wipe of course the battle of Bywater which is one white, white, three mana for a sorcery. That's a pretty ah, cheap board wipe. Destroy yeah. all creatures with power three or greater. Then okay. create a food token for each creature you control. Food this tokens are artifacts cool. with pay two tap and sacrifice so that you gain three life. Mike, uh, uh, destroying all creatures power three or greater for... Three mana? One white, white? What's <laughs> yeah. What's the downside here?
0: Well, I mean, think about, if you're playing a token deck, think about all of the extra oh, food mama. tokens you're going to have to put yeah, in Yeah, token the
1: decks like, already ugh. have great wrath effects that yeah. allow you to ignore your own tokens and, and have these asymmetric board wipes. This is another one that's not just tokens, it's also low-powered weenies, walls, things like that. Um, but you don't even really have to worry about making a symmetric deck for this one, because the stuff with three or more power tends to be stuff that you might want to worry about a little bit more.
0: Oh, for sure. No, this is low power, low to the ground. Board wipes are awesome. Uh, I'm just imagining the idea of having an Academy manufacturer. Oh yeah. uh, While you do this and like, great, let's make treasures and stuff too. It's super win more. I understand, but just wow. Destroy all creatures with power three or greater, then make a food for each creature you control. It's if, if it did nothing else right three mana for a the food's kind of
1: gravy right like we've we talked yeah. about this food is not great in EDH it's not amazing but right. they are artifacts and which maybe your deck there's cares plenty about of synergies there artifacts yeah
0: yes 100% no that it if it didn't have the extra bit it would still be a very very was, very yeah, cool exactly, card exactly And the extra bit just means that it it has a little bit more reach and synergy for different stuff then.
1: This is just a quite aggressively costed board
0: wipe. Yeah, no, big fan. It's uh, terrifying. Uh (laughs) Let's move on to
1: to blue, shall we?
0: Yeah, Archivist of Gondor. Uh, This is a two and a blue, so three mana, two, three, human advisor. When your commander deals combat damage to a player, if there is no monarch, you become the monarch love we love adding monarchs in, in, in this one's because interesting
1: because it yeah it doesn't just make it the monarch this has to be the first time anyone has become the monarch
0: right exactly uh, but at what? the beginning of the monarchs end step that player draws a card wow so double monarch double benefit <laughs> for monarch drawing two cards yeah on their end we, step we, and and the idea of like hey this is if the monarch's already in the game cool right this is still a good, like, hey, whoever's the Monarch, here's some more. Also, this doesn't introduce the Monarch the second that it hits play, like most Monarch cards. Right. It's, I like the conditional, hey, if your commander hits somebody and there's no Monarch, here's a Monarch. And now the Monarch is even better.
1: I really That's I good like sequence, this, right? Monarch is just a very great political minigame. We could go on and
0: on about it. Yep. But. Nope. 2-3 yeah. for a 3-mana thing that makes Monarch cooler and introduces the Monarch in some conditions. Awesome. Wait we out. love it. What's our next one?
1: We've got Press the Enemy. This is an interesting okay. one. 2-blue-blue. Blue. That's 4-mana for an instant. Return target spell or non-land permanent an opponent controls to its owner's hand. You may cast an instant or sorcery spell with equal or lesser mana value from your hand without paying its mana cost. Mike, is this an expertise card? It's really messed up. We're bouncing a spell or a permanent, which is really good. That's a lot. That's that's counter magic and bouncing one. And then you get the gravy. You just get to cast a spell for free if you have one that's relevant. Uh, The bigger the thing that you bounce, the bigger a spell you get to play.
0: Yeah, it's... Okay. (laughs) The... Return target sp- If this was return target spell, yeah. do the rest of if the If it thing. was just or, spell, it'd be good. Or if it was just non-land permanent. But both, both of those individually is... This is still a, re- a, a pretty good card as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to disrupt my opponent and I'm going to Rishkar's Expertise something because I... I here's the thing, do the thing. Like, yeah, yeah, cool. The fact that, hey, here's four mana. Disrupt your opponent... Cast something as good as what your opponent was about to do or had. That's very good.
1: This is, I'm honestly kind of shocked. I, I guess this is, uh, this is reminding me a little bit of that uh, split second sort of swap control spell that yeah, we had yeah, a couple yeah. of years ago. Um, that was also four mana. We're starting to see like some really powerful counter spells in the four mana slot, Mike. Right.
0: And again, not a counterspell. No,
1: but it is adjacent but to a counterspell.
0: Adjacent to a counterspell, also a bounce spell. Yeah, or sorry, counter slash bounce it's spell. Either, yeah, slash cheat something out. Potential. That's.
1: I think that's one of the downsides of counterspells, right, is you have to hold up mana to use it, right? You're kind of holding that mana up to have that inner speed interaction. Is somebody going to cast something that I have to counter? What if somebody casts something and it's only kind of good and I'm not sure if I want to counter it, but if I didn't, I wasted my mana. Mike, if that situation happens, you can just bounce something. It covers its own
0: butt. And, like... We're, you know, I, I'm always stuck in battle cruiser mode, right? right? So I'm thinking about big sweeping spells and all this cool stuff. If you did this to get rid of something that was really scary, and then you just cultivated mm-hmm. was the other thing that you passed, yeah. you cast out of your hand. This is still a really yeah. good I
1: card. I have to do that major swing where it's like, I countered cool and then played a Rise of the Dark Realms. Like, yeah, that'd sure, be nuts. Right. But that'd be Mike's great, right, just even like, a small spell for free.
0: Yeah, it, we're gonna make it cast. Uh, we're gonna make it cost a little bit more than most other effects of this type, right? Because there is this potential added benefit that is really good. Press the enemy is a good card. I really like this. Moving on. Raise the palisade. Four and a blue for a sorcery. Choose a creature type. Return all creatures that aren't of the chosen type to their owners' hands. Nice.
1: This is like yeah. a whelming wave, but you know, yeah. custom built.
0: Yeah, no, it, it, it's it's got that washout, you know, yeah. whelming wave kind of. All right, hey, we're bouncing things out of the club. Everything. This is that, just auto include your, your, your tribal deck. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this is also another one of those like, all right, I'm gonna try and set up for a combat swing wide and win kind of thing. Right. So just name like, like Feldegriff.
1: You save your Feldegriff, and everyone else's stuff gets bounced.
0: <laughs> Hippo, get out of here, right. everybody else. <laughs> this is interesting
1: too, right? Because if somebody else at the table is playing a tribal deck, maybe... Right. I mean, I'm just concocting scenarios, but maybe they're like a lower level player. Maybe they're just sort of trying out a tribal deck. You're like, listen, I know you have your three horses out. We're going to wipe <laughs> the board, but we're going to name horses. So everyone else is going to get reset, and you'll keep your whatever kind of horse you have. That oh might, sure, that might
0: come and, up a little bit here, and then you have a decent amount of things that are like, all right, cool. Uh, it's in blue. Well, all right, I'm gonna name elves. Lots of those that get played in <laughs> if you've got the right commander. Right, like this you just is just a really good. Hit somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even it... five mana for a bounce. Even if you just name your commander, like whatever your creature, uh, right. its creature type is. And just be like, all right, great. Five mana, make You're everything else go away. You're always going to be able to save one thing, at least. Right. Or, to, or you know, say something stupid. Say, say something that... It, it, it doesn't have to be on the board.
1: It right. Just, you could I'm say one thing if everything. you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay.
0: All right. Pretty good one. What's our last one in blue?
1: So we have Trapped the Trespassers. Two in a blue. And that's three mana for an instant. With Secret council. Each player yeah. secretly votes... Oh, yeah, Mike.
0: Yay! Each player
1: secretly votes for a creature you don't control. Then those votes are revealed. For each creature with one or more votes, put that many stun counters on it, then tap it. Here's a reminder, stun counters are deciduous. We don't see them all the time. If nope. a permanent with a stun counter would become untapped, instead remove a stun counter. Okay. They get sleepy. So we're we're doing the council's judgment style voting to remove but rather than doing a removal we keep it tapped down for a certain
0: number of turns what we're kind of doing that because the keyword here is secret I love, I love the secret right. part. Secret of this. is it adds that
1: whole new layer, right?
0: It's fun. Yeah. I love I love open communication. I love hey, this is what I've got. Hey, this is what my plan is, etc. Revealing information, all of that is good. Secret on purpose on a card is very exciting. <laughs> Mike, do you prefer secret voting or open voting? I think I prefer open voting. It depends on the card because I love Fair. this one being secret nice I would love to I would tell you in just about every scenario open voting way right. better love that secret council <laughs> it's pretty exciting to me too
1: yeah there's an entire deck in this set that is politics in Simic yep and I think yep. Mike that we're gonna have to have an episode about that deck
0: yep uh, the sneak peek uh, spoiler or wait foreshadowing that's the thing For, yeah, foreshadowing um, Uh, Let's go ahead and move on to Black. Isildur's fateful strike to Black Black for a legendary instant. Don't get that very often. No, we don't. Uh, As a reminder, you may cast a legendary instant only if you control a legendary creature or planeswalker. Good news if you're playing in this set. There's a chance that you got a legendary creature that isn't a legendary creature because the ring is...
1: No planeswalkers in in this set, though, Mike.
0: Yeah, that's pretty weird. Yeah. Huh. Fair enough. Uh, Anyway... Uh, the spell continues to read: Destroy target creature. If its controller has more than four uh, four cards in hand, they exile cards from their hand equal to the difference. Brutal. That's yeah. pretty rough. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's a, destroy target creature is almost like the nothing part of this. This is really a hand attack spell with upside.
0: Well, four mana? Discard to four. Not just
1: discard to four. But those cards are getting. Exiled,
0: yeah, so oh, much yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man! All right, I got a whole bunch of stuff in my hand. Cool. Now you don't, and the rest of it's all going away. Make it, make it leave. Right. Yikes. It's okay. uh
1: it's not bad. Now I've spoken in the past about my disdain for legendary instants and sorceries, <laughs> but we won't get into it. Uh, the crux of the complaint is that they Frickin work cards differently from legendary permanents. Right. Which can be confusing to newer players.
0: Yep. No, that this is. I part of me gets it in this set mm-hmm. specifically because, like, ah, it's literally the I am striking the guy who's wearing the ring. Was this going and, to be
1: like a Dominaria two before it became Lord of the Rings? Because we already have Historic and Legendary instants, I mean, which were only really used in Dominaria.
0: I guess I don't. That might be the case. I'm not really sure. That's that's a that's a good point here. Uh, before we dive too much into that, though, why don't you tell me about the common that's going to ruin my life? Okay,
1: Mike. Yeah, we got a nice common here. <laughs> Merkwood bats. Mm-hmm. This I'm this is, so upset about this. This thing. <laughs> is three in a black. Oh, you're upset about it's it's just a creature bad, Mike. It's just a two three with flying. Yeah,
0: it's fine. And it
1: just says whenever you create or sacrifice a token. Each opponent loses one life. Uh, can you say group slug? I can.
0: I hate it so much.
1: <laughs> this is so dirty. It's going to accumulate so much value over the course of the game, and it's a common. This is always going to be cheap a and common. easy to get.
0: Yeah. Well, it's here's the thing. It's a common. It's like. A dollar already. It but is. Like, it is. It's a it's, common, So how many of these are you going to get? Once, once is this starts getting
1: opened, right? Once the set starts getting cracked, right. everyone's going for that one ring for a million dollars. I'm sure the commons of this set are going to be just dirt cheap.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, so the the idea of a four mana thing with evasion that says your treasure tokens are dope now is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about <laughs> treasure tokens. Yeah, you do create sacrifice, or sacrifice. Yep, yep. So
1: whenever so, you make a treasure okay, token, sacrifice. Yeah, that's dirty. I'm
0: going to make three treasure tokens as a part of whatever thing that I make and treasure pop tokens em. for. Then I'm going to pop them. If Every opponent is going to lose six life.
1: Goodness gracious, Mike. That is one too bat.
0: This is silly. It's, yeah. such, it's such a mean I'm bat. almost
1: like, at that point, you're almost glad it's a common. Because if it were a rare, this would cost like one in a black.
0: That's the problem, right? It, like it's okay, good. It's oh, at least it's up to four mana, right? But <laughs> it, it depending on when you play this, it can't just be like, all right, great, I win.
1: Yeah, good I mean, luck. It's, uh, it's almost like impact tremors for all tokens,
0: right? But yeah. it gets you coming and going. It does. It does also make food better too. <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of things better.
1: Let's uh, let's move oh, on to. Orcish card, Bowmasters, which I've uh, I've heard the complaint in our server and in, in other servers that this card is just better than any Legoless card. Mike, let's uh, let's
0: see. <laughs> okay. So uh, Orcish Bowmasters, one in a black for a 1-1 Orc Archer with Flash. Uh, always terrifying with a yes, low mana high. cost creature with that Flash. That is scary. Uh, when Orcish bowmasters enter the battlefield, and whenever an opponent draws a card, except the first one they draw in each of their draw steps, Orcish bowmasters deal one damage to any target. Then a mass orcs one.
1: Wow. Okay, so real quick. Yes. A mass hasn't been seen in a minute. A minute. And this is sort of a new <laughs> variation on a mass, but it works the exact same way. A mass says, uh, "If you don't have an army of this type, an orc army." Then you'll create a zero zero orc army and put a plus one plus one counter on it. So if it says a mass one and you don't have one, then you'll do that. If it says a mass one and you do have one, you'll just put a counter on your existing army. Right. So it'll just continue to grow. You won't go wider, you'll go, you'll go taller. So right. we're doing the one damage to any target, and then we're putting a plus one plus one counter on our army, or we make one. That's all.
0: So all of that is well and good um i i like this card don't get me wrong yeah why why is this card 25 dollars? what am i missing
1: well mike i think any effect that says whenever an opponent draws a card do a thing and it's on a card that's Really low mana cost and can also be flashed in. Sure. Um, for example, flash it in in response to a wheel. Right. And you'll get. deal one damage to any target seven times, then a mass orc seven. Okay. Or for each. Well, for each more for each opponent. Right, probably. for each opponent. So, yeah. You can do up to 21. Ping for 21 and. Okay. And a mass orc's 21. Like there's. The fact that this has flash, I think, is the real kicker, right? Because yeah. normally when it's on the board, it's going to have a chilling effect. People are going to be like, okay, well, I can like draw a card, an extra card here and there, but I don't want to do my Blue Sun Zenith right now right. because then that'll give up a bunch of power. But if you flash it in, they won't see it coming. So you have the political sort of chilling effect, and then you also have the surprise attack effect. This is just such an effective
0: card, Mike, and
1: very aggressively I- costed.
0: I even I even said at the beginning when reading the card, uh don't like it when it's a low cost thing that has flash, that's scary. Right. And then, and then forgot it was scary. And then forgot. It's like, right. oh yeah, flash. That's why it's important. Yeah. That's why it's expensive. Alright. Right. Um Yeah, all right, fair. We'll we'll talk about Legolas a little bit tomorrow, potentially. <laughs> or you know, whenever next episode. whenever the next one is able to come yep. out, yeah, the next episode. And and we'll we'll do a quick compare with these Bowmasters. Uh, these uh bow masters. Um, let's go ahead and move on from black and go on to red. Talk to me about our first card.
1: Gondor calls for aid, Mike. Call for aid. It's four in <laughs> a red, right? Five mana for a sorcery. Gain control of all creatures. Target opponent controls until end of turn. Untap those creatures. They gain haste until end of turn. You can't attack that player this turn. You can't sacrifice those creatures this turn, Mike. That's this is this is mob uh what is mob, mob mentality or or insurrection. Mob rule. Mob rule, yeah. Whatever. So this is yeah. your this is your standard steal a bunch of creatures, mind control, uh, or threaten effect. I guess you call it threaten in red. Except it's fair, right? This yeah. is the fair version. You can't use them to attack their owner and you can't sacrifice them. Normally that would be absolutely the play like insurrection you're going to grab all the creatures you'll attack everybody and then assuming that you didn't make them all kill everyone away. you'll just stack them all
0: yeah yeah no this is this is solid i like i like this a lot more than most of those other effects right like i'm gonna take everything haha i like the idea of, i'm gonna take all of your stuff don't worry they're not coming at you
1: <laughs> and most <laughs> of them are probably coming back
0: yeah yeah, we'll see. It depends on how they block. It, which, whichever one's lit.
1: But it's not going to be like, okay, whoever lived is now mana to my altar.
0: Right. No, it's it's very cool. And it's very on flavor. I like the, the lighting, the beacon. The beacons of Gondor are lit. Uh, I like I like that as a call, a call for aid. Okay, great. We're going to take all of this player's creatures and swing at somebody else, probably.
1: This does seem costed a little bit high for the effect, though.
0: It, a speed. little bit, yeah. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. I, I'm I'm just hoping that whoever I take creatures from, uh, there's there's a whole bunch of you know mana dorks in there too. Right, exactly. Because you don't
1: have to attack with them because they yeah. untap and they gain haste. You can activate their abilities as well. Do whatever you got to do. Right.
0: Uh, next one uh, in red. Our last one in red. Uh, not a lot of red cards, but man, what a name! Fear, fire, foes. Uh, this is red and X for a sorcery. Damage can't be prevented this turn. That's always bad uh (laughs) fear fire foes deals x damage to target creature and one damage to each other creature with the same controller so so yikes
1: mike let's uh let's really quick talk about what i think might be the best use for this spell uh that's Uh. x equals zero Mike, damage can't be prevented this turn deal one damage to each creature with the same controller Okay. Except for the one creature you target, you'll do zero Except for the one, one creature. Right.
0: I didn't think about so that. You're, that's you're pretty good. you're paying
1: one mana to deal one damage to all but one creature a player controls. And it can't be prevented. Yep. And if you have <laughs> mana to spend, you can blow something
0: up. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if it... Okay. Outside of, like, big, beefy commander kind of stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of the utility creatures and stuff like that, you're usually doing, like, three power or less. Right. Right? Yeah. Or three toughness or less. Yeah. Okay, great. This is a three-mana spell that does two damage to one thing and three damage to everything. Oh, no, 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 no. One damage each. Okay. Okay. Yeah, one damage on. each. Yeah. Yep. I flipped this twice. All right. One damage to everything except for the thing that you target. That thing that you target Which is, is going del- yeah. to take damage equal to Got it. Cool. I've caught up. Reset. None mm-hmm. of that happened. Yeah, this is pretty cool, Alex.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, <laughs> it. It kind of reminds me of maybe a bit of a inverse sort of
0: Rakdos charm, where instead of
1: hitting its control, oh, yeah, you just yeah, yeah, hit yeah. everything they have for like dirt cheap.
0: Right. I I do I do dig it. It's it's almost like a, a weird chain reaction slash fireball, but specific. No right. no no. This thing's gonna take one.
1: And you can, all, right, all of
0: these things are going to take one. You can combine and this, this will with things
1: something. like Torbran, Dictator the Twin yeah. Box, things like that, to really beef up this burn spell. Yikes.
0: Okay. Pure fire foes. Nice. Alex, take me to green!
1: All right. Uh, watch out. It's Galadrim Ambush. Yeah. Which, uh... I think you'll find, as we read, is remarkably similar to a card we've talked about before, Mike. Uh, it's three and a green. <laughs> One
0: that you have some feelings about. <laughs>
1: it's three and a green. I have some feelings about it, but uh, some, some other people have some other feelings about it. Uh, sure. Three and a green is formatted for an instant. Create, uh, create x 11 green elf warrior creature tokens, where X is the number of attacking creatures. Prevent uh-huh. all combat damage that would be dealt this turn by non-elf creatures. So, uh, of course, this is going to be caster in combat. This is a combat trick, and primarily it's a fog effect. And, Mike, uh, isn't there another combat trick fog effect that makes a bunch of tokens, maybe of a certain tribe? I know. uh, Maybe generates some spiders. Yeah, so Arachnogenesis, effectively the exact same spell as this. I think it costs 200 green. Um, But because of a... Legendary that came out this set, namely Shelob, for Spider Tribal, uh, Arachnogenesis has uh, dramatically spiked in price. uh, And this card is right up there with it.
0: So, two things. Yeah. All of what you said about Arachnogenesis I'm totally with you. Okay. But, two things to disparage it. Or to to differentiate these two cards from each other. Because I actually really like this one. Um, Arachnogenesis is you're making a bunch of spiders with reach onto the battlefield where X is the number of creatures attacking you. Right. So specifically attacking you, right. you're going to make blockers in response, essentially, to those attackers. This card, I'm going to make x 11 green elf warrior creatures tokens where X is the number of attacking creatures.
1: Right, so you can definitely... If I'm playing
0: elf ball yeah. and I'm attacking with eight elves and I make eight elves and now all of my elves are protected in combat while from being destroyed by block That's a good point. I'm pretty in on that. Yeah. But like, you can I'll also use it more. for this
1: sort of uh you know political play save somebody else's stuff or or maybe just right. take advantage of a big swing and, and get some right. tokens off of it.
0: Yeah, I, I like I, I I am with you. I'm not a big fan of a I am a fan of this. this I, is I nice feel like there's here, yeah. there's a ni- there's a decent center- like uh what is the I don't remember the card. Uh, it's, I think it's two green green, and you make a token for each token you control.
1: Make a token for each token you It sounds like Clone Army, but no. It, is it Second it's, it's Harvest? Second Harvest. Second Harvest. Okay, okay. see,
0: so th- that's what I thought it was, but then I'm like, that's not the name of it. That's absolutely the name of it. Um, I like a four mana, I'm going to make this many elves for the things that I have. It's a win more card. However... Right. I like this synergy a little bit more, especially it's, I know it's a little bit narrow, but like when you're talking about a tribal themed fog or a combat trick, you're, you're probably pretty narrow as it is. This is, this is neat
1: to me. What you pointed out, Mike, is, is quite salient, right? Because unlike Arachnogenesis, where they have to be attacking you, that's not just a narrower situation. That's a very specific situation where you have a lot of creatures going wide coming at you specifically. Right. You can't really take good advantage of that in many situations, but you pointed out that distinct difference. It's as long as they're attacking anyone, including creatures that you control attacking. So now this is also an aggressive play. You're right. That is a distinct difference that makes this very different from Arachnogenesis, even though it looks the same.
0: Yeah, I got one. All right. Let's move on I don't want this to go to my head. Uh, in fact I'll, I'll, I'll say this card because I am going to mispronounce it about all of the times that I say it. Um, okay, travel through Karadros. If, if you're if
1: you're coming to me for whether you're right or not, I mean, I'm not. Oh, there's there's no help
0: on this end of the. Oh, mic. don't worry. That no, I'm more saying this out loud so the people listening uh, to us <laughs>
1: now remember. As we're every doing time I get the pronunciation wrong, take a shot and then sign on to our Discord.
0: No, don't do that. Don't do that. We need people to survive. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this card is uh, five and a green for a sorcery. So that is it's pricey, uh, but it's got some of our favorite words in it. Council's dilemma. Woo! Starting with you, each player votes for Redhorn Pass or Mines of Moria. For each Redhorn Pass vote, search your library for a basic land card and put it onto the battlefield tapped. If you search your library this way, shuffle. For each Mines of Moira vote, Moria, dang it, I was close, vote, return a card from your graveyard to your hand, then exile travel through Karadras. Mike, you know what least? this reminds me of? This one. Of. What's this Savala
1: Stampede. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a political voting card, but all of the voting is between, you know, a better and and worse and more worse choice of what you're going to do. It's not really affecting anyone else other than what your board gets advanced by. So we have two options. You you, You get to ramp a basic land, which I feel like for the most part, people aren't going to really choose that option unless you have something really good in your graveyard.
0: See, I... That's funny. I totally disagree. Interesting. Yeah, because in my head, if you're casting this, I, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, am I going to cast six mana? Uh, six mana spell hoping to ramp four tapped lands that are all basics for next turn. I don't know. I mean, like you're in green, you're probably playing this like turn three or four, honestly. Well, that's fair, but it, it's one of those things where it, it the downside of this, don't get me wrong, the downside of the spell is still good. Like, what's you know, it, it's 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 weird. You have to hold on to this mm-hmm. until you have something and have in the enough stuff well yeah, because and, and frankly, you need to have at least three things in your graveyard. Right. Because otherwise you're gonna whiff on this spell, and those three things need to be decent. Right, because are you going to be super excited if you cast this and uh, you get yourself a basic land and then two people, uh, well, actually three people say, "All right, okay, uh, return these three cards to your yeah, hand." Honestly, for a six man sorcery, where exist. your opponents yeah. make
1: a choice, it probably should have been return a card from the graveyard to the battlefield. Battlefield, yeah. 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 I, I, I don't know. And I, I then an exiles. One's, I think this <laughs> one's a little bit underpowered. But yeah, we don't really care if a card's low in power as long nope. as we have a political angle to it and this card definitely yep.
0: does. It definitely does. I think you can I think if you I my whole issue with this card is it requires you to have made friends before you cast it, I think.
1: Or have a very specific setup where it is a yeah. turn where you're casting a six mana sorcery and right. also have a bunch of basics left in your library and would like to make use of having more basics. So we're talking yeah. early to mid game because late game, that's not really helping very much. And also, it's not that early in the game because you need to have a nice, you know, good-looking graveyard with a lot of juicy stuff to go for. So it kind of has this weird conflict between early and late game and, like, which one is is benefiting you more. It's It's in a strange spot, Mike.
0: Yeah, see, I'm, I if it was return target card to uh, from your graveyard to where it's like, all right, well, what if I don't No, Because then that's still one. No, yeah, it's it's return
1: a card, so you'll pick a card.
0: Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe if it was something where they had to have, you can almost force the vote. That'd be one thing. But, like, I, this, okay, this seems like it would be, I almost wish this card was just green and black, because that's kind of where I think you have to, it's like, no, this is a graveyard recursion kind of deck. Like that's that's what you're right. going. for. I think for it's, it's
1: just a little overcosted, or maybe yeah. the time. I mean, it's it being six, it being a sorcery, and it being between basic lands or cards from graveyard to hand. I yep. think that it's it's just not in the best spot, but it does require the players to make a choice, and yep. you know that's that's really why we're
0: here. It's not it's not bad. It, it I just it, we're so close. We tried. Right. Uh, it's it's selfish, right?
1: And when it's selfish, it's yeah. it's going to cost more.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's that's fair. Uh, this is this is not tempt with discovery here, Ooh, um, mama. So that's it for the mono-colored cards. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with our multicolored and our colorless, uh, well, and some lands. So I yeah, guess artifacts and lands. Yeah. No, yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, but we'll be back in just a second. Alex! Mike. Tell me about some of these multicolored cards. All right. Well... Sometimes I I like it when they're one color, but I like the pretty mana symbols. I want more of them.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, our first gold card here, Sauron's Ransom. Okay. Is one blue-black. Three mana for an instant. Choose an opponent. They look at the top four cards of your library and separate them into a face-down pile and a face-up pile. Put one pile into your hand and the other into your graveyard. The ring tempts you, Mike. This is the kind of effect we've seen many, many times. I do like that this is nice and low cost. It's only it's only costing three mana. Um, I do like when the piles have one face up pile and one face down pile. That sort of adds to the uh, gambit. I like the decision making there. It, mm-hmm. it makes your opponent have to make some interesting decisions. You get to make an interesting decision, and then you get that uh, you get that upside. The ring tempts you, which is always just a nice little bonus. Yeah. Scene.
0: I, I like i like a three mana card that's gonna net you some stuff <laughs> but you don't get every single advantage out of it that's pretty cool
1: you can cut deals with these though you can you can cut a deal and, and draw four cards off of this
0: yeah depends on what's going on yep. right uh no this is a this is a pretty slick little card uh yeah it's not it's not terribly priced or anything like that it, it's it's pretty neat i like that one Nice. Uh, we're going to move on to our next one here. Flame of, flame of Anor. Anor? Not sure. Uh, one blue red for an instant. Choose one. If you control a wizard as you cast the spell, you may choose two instead. Very cool. On theme. We like that. Uh, target player draws two cards. We love target player. Uh, yes. Destroy target artifact. And flame of Anor deals five damage to target creature.
1: Mike, this is a good modal spell
0: that's a real good one no
1: this is going straight into nin the pain artist
0: it's going into a lot do you have a wizard commander cool if this card is not in that deck you're probably missing out Mm -hmm. like three mana draw two cards deal five damage to something for three mana, right that's great.
1: Or draw two cards to destroy target artifact.
0: Like it's, Right. I feel like you're probably
1: always going to choose draw two unless you have a reason not to.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But then you'll no, pick that's... whether you want to hit a creature for five or destroy target artifact. This is... and I mean, getting two for controlling a wizard is very nice. I think this is... Right. For a modal spell, you always want to make sure that no matter what, it's doing something. Because that's the best part of a modal spell is that it's always there... regardless of the situation, and depending on the situation, maybe it has even more to offer. For example, you need to blow something up.
0: Yep. I mean, what is the worst-case scenario of this card? You draw two. You don't have a commander... Well, yeah, you don't have a commander out, you draw two. Yeah. Or you don't have a wizard, specifically. Right. Two cards for three mana? That's all right. That's that's fine. Like, a lot of people's
1: commanders have five or less toughness. Right.
0: Yeah. No, this is... This is a very... This is a good card. Right. Just legit. This is what we're looking for in a modal card. Yep. Awesome. Give me another one. All right.
1: Mike, we got Taunt from the Rampart. Three red, white, five mana for a sorcery. Uh Goad all creatures your opponents control. We love that. Until your next turn, those creatures can't block.
0: We love that even more.
1: Right. So you and I love goad. Goad's a great effect. What does it do? Goad says when a creature is goaded, that creature attacks each combat if able and attacks a player other than you if able. So as long as they're untapped and there's no restrictions on them attacking, they have to attack. And if there is a player to attack other than the player that goaded them, they have to attack that player. However, if your head's up and you are able to be attacked, the goaded creatures will come after you. But this has that additional upside. This isn't just disrupt a quorum, Mike, because no. it also says that the go to creatures can't block. Yeah. like this is nasty. You're gonna this cause is, an
0: absolute brawl on the board. This is sorcery speed, main phase one. Let's I just cast clear this. Clear the board out. I'm good to swing. I'm great to swing. No one is going to hit me right. unless I am the only target.
1: Right. Not only do you get that alpha strike because they can't block but then after your turn whatever is on the board i mean there's barely going to be anything left
0: i really like this card yeah um, this is goat is an interesting mechanic and in, in every way shape and form this is a new and twist whenever it, you right? add yeah yeah when when you add to a cool mechanic right. i'm in so uh talk from the rampart very good how much are you... I don't normally like in the middle... This is a $4 card, Alex. Yeah. No, Mike, this is... I love it. Yeah. I like Get this one. Give it to the, me. Very, very
1: Boros card. We like it.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, that's... that's It's a great card. Uh, a little... Uh, still in our wheelhouse. Obviously, it's going to be in our wheelhouse because we're talking about... Of course. Show. We don't just talk about any card. Yeah. Sail into the West. Two, green, blue for an instant. Will of the Council. Will of it, the it's Council. Just, it's just... It's Christmas uh Starting with you, each player votes for return or embark. I love how on the will of the councils or things like that, it's like, all right, yeah, you're going to vote for a car for this or this, and this is something you'll never say in any other thing in Magic. Yeah, and this is something, something you'll like, never say. In vote any other. for
1: pride or honor.
0: There's yeah. always something interesting on there. <laughs> you know, like Redhorn Pass or Mines of Moria. I uh, thought we go to the Mines of Moria. No, no. Okay, return or embark. If return gets more votes, each player returns up to two cards from their graveyard to their hand, then you exile, sail into the west. If embark gets more votes, or the vote is tied, each player might discard their hand and draw seven cards.
1: Wow, so this isn't just one of these, like, oh, well, we're voting to see what good thing I get to do. No, this is is a... Everybody gets to have a good time effect, because no matter what, people are not going to get hosed by this. They're either going no. to get to uh, get cards back to their hand from the graveyard or they get to wheel if they choose to. Nobody is forced to wheel. And we've we've talked about this, right? We've had scenarios maybe you're at a table and people's like, oh, you know, well, what's wrong with the wheel? A wheel is I'm making everybody draw cards I'm getting rid of dangerous stuff people have in their hand. It's a group of effect. But what if I like my right, cards? exactly. It's not yeah. always a group of effect. But yeah. if you say each player may wheel, there you go.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's it's unlikely to happen. But there are going to be some times where it's like, I don't want to wheel, but I definitely don't want them to get that thing from their graveyard right. back to their hands. I'll, I vote wheel. And this is just you so know? much nicer,
1: Mike. It's, it's only for, it's an instant. Like, this is the kind of effect that you're looking for. You don't want those... Silly six mana sorceries.
0: <laughs> now sailing to the west is pretty cool. I like it. Uh, believe Mike. it or not. Yeah, that's that's it for the uh, multicolored cards. But this is Mike. one that. Uh, yeah, do you want? Do we want to save that for the end? Instead? No, because okay, you don't you get to get take to this, to this from me. It. I'm not taking it. I will let you have. You it don't get way. to
1: take this from me.
0: I won't take it away.
1: Hithlane rope. All right, here we go. Two generic mana. It's a colorless artifact. Hithlane Rope can't be sacrificed. It has two activated abilities. First one, one generic and tap. Search your library for a basic land card. Put it onto the battlefield. tapped, then shuffle. The player to your right gains control of Hithlane Rope. Second ability, pay two mana and tap it. Draw a card. The player to your right gains control of Hithlane Rope. Mike. Yeah. This is good.
0: Yeah, it's a real cool card.
1: <laughs> this is uh what does this remind me of? The uh the Everfull Purse. Yeah. Right. Except
0: uh Wish Claw Talisman. Right. Uh <laughs> I'm going to do something cool. Here you go. Your turn.
1: Wow, I just think that this is super cool.
0: This I mean, yeah. we've
1: we've had things like this. There was um there's that 3 mana Amulet, you give it to an opponent and they have to like pay mana to activate it, but they keep it forever. That one's okay. I forget the name of it, but it's, yeah, as long as people do have to pay mana to activate this, but this is, I think, costed a lot better. First of all, oh, yeah, that other one, it was two mana and tap for a basic. This one's one mana and tap for a basic, or you don't even have to, you don't want a basic. I want to draw a card, pay two mana for a card, Mike. How often are you paying two mana for a card in colorless? The answer is never. Never.
0: (laughs) See, there are two different types of magic players. That's all that it breaks down to in me. There are those who want all of the cards, and then there are me, the freaks, that want all of the lands. And I like how immediately it's like, Mike, who's going to pay two... How do you pay for two colorless, in, in colorless to draw a card? You don't, but now you do. Right. And I'm sitting here going... Mm, there are a few one. cards in
1: colorless to, to draw a card for two, but they're all symmetric. There's like the will of knowledge. Yeah. Pay two any number of times yep. on your upkeep to draw that many extra cards, and it goes for everybody. But
0: No, Alex, uh. I'm, I'm super I'm super thrilled for you to be on my right, so I can, I can pay one to get basics every turn, and then you can pay your two to draw cards. And, I just... I, this is so I loved, good. I really like this. I it mean, just, this. It's going around the table the entire I time. It's crammed. Yeah. You know how hard it is to get a slot in my Emerald deck. This might make it in. That's how good this is. I I'd, I'd be surprised that it's a might. Just the idea of all right, cool. I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna be able to get more lands and all that good stuff. And it can't. I'm so happy that they made a thing like this, this is and then they just put in the can't be sacrificed. This
1: might be the no, best. No, this
0: is part of the game now. This might be Deal the best it. 99 <laughs> card in the whole set for me. As far as we're concerned, yeah. I'm down. Yeah, like, hey, <laughs> hey, what's your favorite card? It's that one. Oh, gee, one. Is,
1: it, is it the colorless artifact that lets everybody ramp or draw cards and pass yep. it around? Like,
0: Hey, it's that one.
1: Whoever designed this, <laughs> I'm gonna kiss them. You did excellent work, gold star, well,
0: 100%. And here's the thing. For people who don't like this card, you're wrong. Or this card hits hits the hits the the battlefield, and you're like, all right, fine, I guess. If you don't use it, you're the jerk, right? Like, if this like come goes on, around, man? I want to ramp my deck. Like, if this goes to, if this not feel if this like gets it. Play, I play this, I use it, I pass it to you. Yeah. you play, you use it. Like, come on, it man, do person, it. And the next person's like, no, nah, I'm good.
1: What do you well, mean? You're good, heck? and everyone starts attacking
0: them. <laughs> well, the fourth person is going to be livid. Yeah, and me like, and first you are of be like, all, I I was super excited for that to come back. Right, to. come on, man. Right. <laughs> I this is such a good card. I love the political cards that are like, everybody have fun, do it.
1: It's uh, <laughs>
0: raised eyebrows. It, it's a
1: little of the humble defector. It's a little of the bronze ever full purse. Like there's there's so much to love about this card. Goodness. Really, really pleased with this one, Mike.
0: It is exciting. Um, We're going to move on to... uh, Not as cool of a card, but still cool. Still cool. Uh, Model of Unity. Uh, So this is uh, a three-mana artifact. Whenever players finish voting, you and each opponent who voted for a choice you voted for may scry two. Nice. And it's like, ah, well, that's a... That's a pretty, I don't know how often, like, how many voting cards are there? Don't worry. You can also tap it for one mana of any color. Don't worry. It's also a Manalith. It's an inefficient, quote-unquote, mana rock that if you're leaning in, heck yeah, that's a cool card.
1: (laughs) I like how it says, you... And each opponent who voted for a choice you voted for, almost like it's you who voted for a choice you voted for. It's like
0: I hope I voted for a choice I voted for. Right, right, yeah. No, that's <laughs> Well, it's you and each opponent. No, I understand. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's the weird it's nah. the weird commas that right. uh that make magic confusing sometimes. It's, but yeah, just
1: I'm so glad that we've gotten cool. more voting cards, right? Because there just aren't enough really to make a proper voting deck and there still may not be enough to make right. a real voting deck where and when I say a real deck, I don't just mean like Oh, well, it's whatever it is to my liking. It's to anyone's liking, right? Because yeah. let's say that you have a theme. Maybe it's a brand new theme. And it has 20 cards that have it in existence. That's enough to make a deck out of. But you don't get right. to make any choices.
0: Is you have to run a functional deck? You have to run
1: every single one of those. You don't get to make yeah. your deck. You get to search it up and just pick them all. That's that's all you
0: get. But. Right. I'm... I'm very excited to make my Kenrith voting deck, and it's like, I how does it win? I don't know, but people are going to make some decisions. Like this is, I mean, I'm fine with that. <laughs> no, this yeah, this is no. very nice. I love this Matter rock,
1: and uh, just strictly better than manaless. Like a lot of things are. But, yeah, you know.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's it's cool. I like I like extra function, even if nothing else, just because, hey, cool, I don't see a lot of voting cards, and here you go. Mike, we need um,
1: to talk about what many players are considering the most exciting card in the set. Palantir of Orthanc. I See, I'm just
0: happy that we, we arranged it to where you got to pronounce it. I definitely
1: of that. did that wrong, but we're not going <laughs> to worry about that. This is Big Orb. okay? Big Orb! For three mana, three generic, it's a colorless legendary <laughs> artifact. At the beginning of your end step, put an influence counter on Big Orb and Scry 2. Then a target opponent may have you draw a card. If that player doesn't, you mill X cards, where X is the number of influence counters on Palantir of Orthanc, and that player loses life equal to the total mana value of those cards. Mike, this a little bit just kind of reminded me of Coercive Portal, except rather than just making the same decision every turn, it's like, okay, are we ready to wipe the board? No, are we ready to wipe the board? No, it's at, as the game goes on and as you gain influence, Connor's it's like, hmm, am I really willing to lose 5, 10, 20 or more life on a turn of the, of the past? This is a weird card. This is so cool <laughs> because it seems to me that most of the time people are just going to have you draw the card, except maybe the first few times, and then the first time somebody loses eight life, everyone's like, you know what, screw yeah. that.
0: Oh, this is this is going in my weird attraction. This is going dick, in like everything. This is so good. I just, well, I want to, I want to put, you I want to put the onus eight. on it real fast, right. where it's like, hey, one turn, okay, good. Hey, look at that. One. There's eight influence counters
1: on it. Do you want me to mill eight, and then you'll lose uh, <laughs> twenty five life? How does that sound?
0: Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, I got two basics on the top. All right, we're going to put those on Venom. Now, <laughs> would you yeah. like me to mill eight and see how much they're worth? Right. Oh, boy. This is, and it's three mana, Mike. Three yeah, mana. Yeah, even, even if this just turns into a three mana draw card, three mana monarch, <laughs> basically. It's like, all right, draw a card at the end right, of your turn. Right, but you okay. also
1: get the Scry 2.
0: Yeah. This no, is, that's, I mean, this is a mythic. This is so I good. I like this card. It is. And a you cool have the card. interesting
1: choices. That's why we love it. Interesting the, choices you, and
0: power. You give other people an interesting. Yes. Yeah. And over time, the
1: choice becomes less interesting, which is very funny to me.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. It's I there is the interesting choice that you have, too, where it's like, cool. Do you pick the opponent who has 30 life or do you pick the opponent who has four? It like, hey, depends on, the, I, on how we're I feeling. I very much would day. like to draw a card here. Yeah. <laughs> you're about to die. Right. I that's that's
1: like uh, that's like Athreos, right? Where you're giving them the, the decision and the player that you strategically pick to, to lose right. that life, maybe they can't afford to lose it. Maybe that's the decision you want them to make.
0: Yep. Yeah. No, this is the big orb. Big, big, big. orb. Uh, our next one here. Uh, every time I've said the last word of it, it comes out as a different noise. Stone of uh, Eric. Well, see, I was I was thinking Stone of Eric. Stone, Stone of, of Eric. 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 Uh, Get over here. But yeah, Stone of Eric. 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 Uh, it's fine. Uh, one mana for a legendary artifact. We got another. Uh, if a creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. Wow. Boom. Wow. One mana. No more recursion. If that's Good all luck.
1: it said, still playable. Very playable. Yep.
0: Uh Also, second ability. Oh my god. Two, uh, pay two tap it, sacrifice uh, the stone, exile target player's graveyard, and draw a card. Wow,
1: Mike. Yikes! I mean, there's there's a growing shortlist of these one-mana, uh, you know, Tablet of Progenitus and, and Gravitator's yeah, yeah, yeah. Cage and and all these different stacks piece one-mana artifacts that care about the graveyard in some way and prevent graveyard shenanigans. And, yep. you know, they're always trying to come out with a new, interesting version. I think they nailed it this time. This is a good one. Yeah! Right? Yeah. You just as soon as this hits the floor and this can this can hit the field turn one nobody yep.
0: gets to have a graveyard starting on turn yep. one it, it it's That's one of for those things specific. where yeah for creatures specifically but it's also another one of those things where it's like hey I like when something is doing the mean thing but you also have a get out card so they're like okay right. I get it this is turning off your deck I don't want to do right. that it's got
1: the self-destruct button
0: I'm gonna uh, exile this graveyard, and no, I'm gonna draw. A and card. it's not the button, yeah. That's your yeah. yeah
1: you you go even yeah. on cards. This is just so good.
0: Yeah. No. This is this is solid. I'm 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 very in on this kind of effect. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, that's what we got for artifacts. Nice. We're gonna move on to a couple of extra legendary lands here. Uh, why don't you go ahead with our next one? All right. Here
1: we got the Black Gates. Okay. It's a Legendary Land Gate. As the Black Gate enters the battlefield, you may pay three life. If you don't, it enters the battlefield tapped. So we have a uh, a Bolt Land, as it were. Yep. Uh, this is a Black Land. This tap, add black. And it has the activated ability one and a black and tap. Choose a player with the most life or tied for the most life. Ah. Target creature can't be blocked by creatures that player controls this turn that's so you get to force something of your choice which first of all doesn't say target creature you control right nope someone's like man i really need to get this sword of the animus through i gotta get my uh whatever whatever combat trigger you need to go through
0: Yep. No, the Black Gate is awesome. I mean, there's, I, I loved-
1: there's Rogue's Passage, right, for four. Yeah. And four four in tap, which is really five, is good. It's a little hefty on the cost, and it only makes colorless mana. But this is two mana in tap, and it also makes colored mana. With,
0: yeah, and yeah. here's the other thing. It's in the right color for it, too. It is. Black is really good about manipulating your own life total to do extra stuff. I, it's very deep. I really enjoy this card. And it's as, a gate a concept. for
1: people who care about gates. They keep and adding more gates.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> the gate deck. It's still here. Uh, no, I really like the black gate. just, uh, it, you know what? Even, even if it's not for an alpha strike, if it's not for, you know, commander damage to go through, whatever it is, even if it's just to keep everybody around the same life total to where it's like, all right, now this person is going to be able to get hit because they're at the highest life total. This is kind of like now, a...
1: You know, leaving it up. You don't use this on your turn. Leave it up as kind of like a reverse yeah, yeah, yeah. maze of ith. Like, hey, what kind of what kind of combat shenanigans? What kind of deals are we going to make this turn? Let's find out. There's,
0: yeah, there's maze of ith, and then there's maze of hit. Maze this of is hit, maze yeah, of hit. The black maze. I like. It, we, I like
1: that a lot. I like having cards that I can leave up around the table to allow myself to make deals or just use them for a different purpose. Like you're not. Yeah. You're not shoehorned. You're not. You're not that you're not, in, you're not forced to make any bad decisions. This is such wow. a great land, Mike.
0: In it, it, the worst case scenario, it is it's a, a It's a non-swamp that can also be a pretty cool rattlesnake. That's fine. I think this is I'd, great, I'd, yeah. I'd slot that. Uh, our last card here. Uh, help me out with the pronounce uh, with the pronunciation okay. here. I've got Mo'unt Doom.
1: I think it's Mount Doom. Got
0: oh. it. Okay, legendary land, Mount Doom. Tap it. Pay one life. Add a black or red. Cool. Pain land. Uh, one black, red. Tap it. Mount Doom deals one damage to each opponent. Okay. Okay. okay.
1: okay. Okay.
0: Cool. And then just to be on theme as much as you possibly can here, uh, five black, red. Tap sacrifice mount doom and a legendary artifact choose up to two creatures then destroy the rest activate only as a source board wipe on a land land wipe Wrath, but land. not but not land, land wipe. wipe oh my creature God. wipe mike that's so neat
1: i mean people are <laughs> some newer players maybe look at this and they're like Uh, seven and tap so eight and sack a legendary artifact like that doesn't feel that's good. a lot it's like how many legendary artifacts do i have listen on a land, yes, that's budget.
0: This is a pain land. This is yeah. this is. Hey, how many times are you going to activate Mount Dew? Maybe, maybe never. But
1: well, that's the thing about pain what, lands. There's people, no you know, People get concerned, like uh, or again, we'll we'll go back to newer players. Don't get concerned. It's like, yeah, listen, I've it's a pain land, and if I if I put it out turn one, and we go to turn ten, I've lost ten life. Well, no. Right. The way that you use pain lands is you always use them last, right? Yeah. Only if you absolutely need them, then you can use them. And that way you're going to end up with a lot less life loss. But this right. isn't even necessarily going to be used for meta. Like, I think this would still almost be playable if it didn't have a mana ability on it. I think it's that strange and weird and cool, but it's, it's a good it's, thing it does Yeah. Happen.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, I... I I I I'm, that's a that's a bridge a little bit too far for me. only a little <laughs> a bridge bit. Bridge to Mount Two. Yeah, yeah, bridge to Mount Two. Man, it would be so much easier if there's just a bridge to get through the entire Eagles, way. maybe I don't know. No, no, no. Mouse no, it's, their, their, their flying Dragon. We did get big. uh
1: we got that white uh modal double face card that has a board wipe on the backside, which is super yeah. cool. But yeah, you do have to make that decision before it hits the field. Yeah. Now you have Mouth the decision Doom, forever. Right. You can play this whenever you want. <laughs> And uh,
0: and again, again, it's a rattlesnake, right? It's it's something it's, on the
1: board that you can threaten to
0: use. So here's the thing: it, it is a rattlesnake, but man, it is it is a narrow, it is a it narrow is. one. You Even have to have artifact. seven other mana. You have to have a legendary. I think that's artifact the big one right, to, because you it's can sorcery speed. It's all this other stuff. But you and I started this episode with, hey. We're not very up to date on the lore of stuff, mm. but if you want to talk about a flavor win in a set, sure. Destroy all things, all other creatures except for two creatures and the legendary artifact. And uh, Samwise, Frodo, you guys are cool. Destroy the ring. Everything exactly. else, will boom.
1: the one ring very is a legendary cool. artifact
0: in this set. Thankfully, it doesn't yep.
1: say sacrifice an artifact named the one ring because I yeah, yeah, that yeah, too yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Even though yeah. it would be way more flavorful, right. but you know, according yeah. to this, I could have just like walked up with any old legendary artifact and thrown that into Mount Doom, and you know, the story would have been over.
0: Just make sure that you've got a legendary artifact creature, and you're fine. It's, it's oh like, my gosh! I, uh, I, Mount Doom is cool. I I I can't I can't overstate enough. Hey, I get it. You're probably not going to do the cool thing. Right. It, it's 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 the same thing as like hey. Getting the ult for a Planeswalker is not why exactly. you should judge a Planeswalker exactly. to be good. However, it's there. This is neat. Right.
1: My, Rakdos is just rapidly becoming one of the coolest colored pairs.
0: Yeah. I I like this card. And, and by the way, if anybody's upset because they have a pain land, and, and oh man, I played on turn one, now and I'm, then ten turns later. I don't later, think that
1: most people are like that. I think that... Yeah. I think that sometimes newer players will see a pain land and think that it's bad because you lose life. They overvalue that right.
0: I've been there too. If we, I've I think got we two all different were. lands. I was there. Yeah, yeah. I've got if I've got two different lands, one of them comes in tapped but doesn't hurt me, the other one comes in and it's not tapped, but it hurts me, well I don't know. It kind of depends on the situation. But if I'm gonna survive ten turns in a game anyway, and I'm worried about the damage I'm doing to myself, I'm doing pretty well in that game, I guess. Cause it's like You just have to not kill yourself with it. And frankly, if you murder yourself with your pain land, going out on your own terms (laughs) in a magic game is not the worst way to go. We kind
1: of brushed over this, right? It does have another activated ability. You can pay three and tap, four mana effectively. It deals one damage to each opponent. That's irrelevant, right? There are effects in black and red and other colors that care about when an opponent has lost life. And... I believe quite recently, or maybe in this very set, there's a card that uh, cares about an opponent losing exactly one life.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that that is true. Also, I have to figure out how I'm going to give this land Infect, just because hilarious. Have I created uh, a
1: monster or what? <laughs> Listeners, did I do a good job?
0: <laughs> I don't want to do it. I, I just need Cruella to know that it can be done. Mount edition. <laughs> Uh, Alex, we don't have to talk about it. What's your it, it, we don't What's no, your favorite card? We, is, we know and, what and the favorite card is. It is
1: yeah, and why is it Hithland Rope. Although Palantir yeah. Thonk coming in close on the heels, right? They're both yeah, artifacts. I, I, They're both amazing.
0: I here's the other thing. I really like when our favorite cards in the set are artifacts, so they can go in just about exactly. A year. And neither one of them is so terrifyingly powerful right. that it's like oh, man, this is going to mess up. You know, oh, this is going to change the meta. No. Like, worst case scenario, this card is three mana. I get to scry two and draw a card at the end of my turn. This card is everybody get some stuff.
1: My favorite card in the set is Jeweled Lotus. (laughs) (laughs) You mean favorite? No, I I mean, Hifflin Rope was my joy. I'm like, this is... It, a card doesn't have to be a complete just powerhouse, you know. Swing the game on a on a dime and just immediately start taking names and kicking ass. It can yeah, be a yeah, card yeah. like Hithlane Rope that's just raw group hug value. Say it before we'll right. say it again. There's a reason, Mike, why this costs two and the activated abilities cost two and
0: one, and that's yep. because of that group hug value. And this is you know. I, I appreciate the heck out of the people in our Discord because that's how I get my spoilers now. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, it's, it's, it's so good. I love the content creation around Magic and everything. But, man, it's so much sometimes. Right. So the idea of just, like, it's been so cool, especially, like, the last few months where it's like, oh, hey, a new set's coming out. I'm going to go to our spoiler section and look at all the cards that are coming out. Great job. Discord fam, absolutely. When this card was was spoiled, and it just it, you and I both had the collective, like, oh, oh my. my god! Hey, hey, um, what's up? How are you? Hey, right. <laughs> this set might be an us set, and then we look at the rest of the cards. Right. And it's like, oh, we're gonna have a lot to talk about. I like this. that. I also
1: like uh, going through the set to curate the list that we talk about for the episodes yeah. because I know that I've definitely missed some. But when I go through every single card. To so pick yep. out the best ones to talk to you and our listeners about, I know that I have seen the political cards of this set, and that we yep. got to talk about the coolest ones.
0: Yep, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it's it's good to see that chatter. Uh, uh, so if you like that kind of chatter, hey, come on over into our Discord. And if you wanted to uh, talk to a certain judge about, you know, things like, hey, how does the 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 ring tempting me work, and what is goad and stun counters? Uh, Alex, how would they be able to reach out to you best? Sure.
1: Well, you can find me, again, like Mike said, on Discord. You can find me on Twitter at Lappermetic, L-A-P-P-E-R-M-E-D-I-C. Ask me any questions there you like. I also have the other project, CommanderSpellbook.com. We, of course, have many, many, many thousands of combos. Uh, We have, obviously, a a whole page uh, dedicated to Tales of Middle-Earth combos, if you like that kind of thing. Um, You want to put in your own deck, we have a new feature called Find My Combos. Paste in your deck list, find all the combos inside it. Uh, Maybe you can discover what you have, add more, or even remove the ones that you have. Whatever you like to do. We love combos, or if you hate combos, it doesn't matter. The website's still going to help you, Commander Spellbook. Um, Mike, this isn't the end of our set review. For Lord of the no. Rings, tales of Middle Earth, we have we are <laughs> a whole episode of commanders, and then yeah. after that, we have a whole commander precon.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I we're not we're not hard committing to it yet. We're not hard committing to it yet. We might have a fourth episode.
1: <laughs> Maybe
0: there, I, I, there's I, some I, other
1: commanders in the commander precon that yeah. might be worth talking about.
0: Yeah, there's. There, here's the thing, everybody. There's enough cards in this set to where we went, hey, cool, we have to talk about this pre-constructed thing. Also, what about these other commanders that I want to build? Mm. And Alex, I want you to tell me how you would build. And Alex, I would like us to build, please. And uh, like at some point now, we're just going to have to figure out uh, a way to make a, a Legolas commander that's better than these orcish bowmasters or whatever. Yeah, good luck. Um, but in the meantime... We'll be back to you soon. We'll talk more about this set.
1: See you then.